May the 4th be with you. Because today, today is May the 4th, and we're talking all things Star Wars, baby. Fucking A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, uh, Rogue One is in there, The Last Jedi, Not Rise of Skywalker, The Force Awakens, Andrew's not interrupting me. I'm, 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 confu- I'm confused about the... It's it's May the 9th. May the 9th. Oh. There's no cute anything. I'm sorry. The, it's Mother's Day. Oh. It... <laughs> there's, no cute, there's nothing cute on May the 9th. <laughs> well, there's always something cute, like my mommy. She's asleep. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Everyone outside and in between. Welcome, welcome back. back. Uh, this is a movie discussion podcast, and my name is Sam Bannigan. And mine is Andrew Thomas. And how are you doing this week? Uh, my this friend week, Andrew. This week was uh pretty fun. Thanks, thanks, my friend Sam. Uh, <laughs> I I just went to to Texas. I'm currently in Texas. Uh, I like it. I I, I like it a lot, as some people say. Um, Great. yeah. It's also been you know once you land in Texas, there's always something to do. Someone who wants to see you. I'm so tired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how about you? How are you doing, uh, Sam? Yeah, I'm doing all right. It's a bit of a weird up and down week. Mm. Like upside, when this episode, by the time this episode is out, I should have a vaccine appointment. Hey, look at this! Look at this! Good. High upside. Hi, Ebenezer. Look at this! Is yelling at me. I was prepared for June. Look at this. May 9th. Uh, so yeah, so I should I. I'm able to get my appointment tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it will be, but tomorrow I'm allowed to call places and book it. Um, but because of that, I got like stressed about like going back to capitalism. It's it's a uh, real thing. It's a real so real it's thing. Like, that was rough. Um, but yeah, overall pretty solid. Mm-hmm live living it up playing them games and hanging with friends hanging with friends hanging with friends playing them games playing the machine sam you want to rage against the machine rage against the mitchells (laughs) and the mitchells are versing the machines the mitchells versus the machines much better title than connected Is that what it was supposed to be called? It was originally called Connected. I like that title more, but... Really? Yeah. Mm. Well, we differ. Yeah. Uh, what did you What did you think of, of The Mitchells versus The Machines? Netflix's. 2021's Netflix, Sony Animation, animated film. Um. What'd you think? I liked it overall. I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was cute. It was so cute. It was very, like, I love the animation. When someone does something new with animation, my ears always perk up. Um, My ears, not my eyes. My no, ears. ears. Um, <laughs> um, eyes can't perk. Exactly. Duh. Um, I liked it. I have issues with the with the movie. But also, overall, it was just very sweet. It was a very sweet, heartwarming uh, film. It's a much better Mother Day, Mother's Day movie than Mortal Kombat. I'll tell you that. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> That's just logical. That's just logical. What about yeah. you? I hated this movie. It was horrible. It was so bad. It was tra- It was so shitty. <laughs> Um, the animation was very good. Sony animation is like killing the game. Killing the game. Yeah. Uh, it's gorgeous. It looks gorgeous, but the movie is capital B bad. Well, 
<laughs> well. It, yeah, I really did not enjoy this movie. Nor did either of my roommates. Oh, really? The, the Ruby saw it? Yeah, we were all like, this is awful. Well. Uh, so well, that's it. it. That's it. <laughs> if if um, you would like to support us on Patreon. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, we'll run through this cast. Yeah. Hop, hop uh, into them. Yeah. Uh, 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 who should we talk about? Everyone had lovely voices. Also, shout voice out to my is... man, uh, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, all the voices are good. Those are fun. Um, uh, Fred Armisen and Beck Bennett as the, the two robots. I had uh, fun with them. They were, they were very fun. I liked them. I liked them a lot. Uh, I have an user. Um, Eric Andre is Mark Bowman. I mean, Steve Jobs. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg. I mean... Jeff Bezos, I mean, Mark Bowman. Yeah, all, all of the above. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he was great. I'm, I love how Eric Andre's getting getting real work now. Yeah. Uh, so that he was cool. Uh, Michael Rianda, who also directed it, played uh, Aaron Mitchell, the the young boy oh the young little boy who loves dinosaurs loves dinosaurs remember 2019's the lion king no (laughs) neither do i anyway okay great just eric andre he was in it eric andre was in it uh yeah uh yeah he did fine uh olivia coleman uh was pal A.K.A. Siri, A.K.A. Alexa, A.K.A. Hal, A.K.A. Hal uh, was pal. I like Olivia Coleman. That that was fun. Uh, yeah. Again, again, so many people getting animation work, getting those big, big uh, Sony bucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maya Rudolph as Linda Mitchell, the mother. Two times, two times this uh, the past week, or not? Yeah, past two in a row. Week. Two in a row. That's why I should say. Uh, yeah, my Rudolph is always good. She's funny. You gotta get a bubble bail. That's my that Rudolph. That's the that's the best. Uh, Danny McBride uh, as Rick Mitchell, the father. Real good dad voice. Didn't realize how good of a dad. Yeah, had a voice. good dad voice. I like. I have very recently watched Alien Covenant and. I, it's wild that like that guy is also the dad, like has a dad voice. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get you. Um, uh, and uh, anything else? No, nah, no. Nah, that's it. That's it. Cool. Uh, and Abby Jackson as uh, Katie Mitchell, the, the our leading lady. Again, love seeing my my comedy friends yeah. get these big 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 paychecks. Yeah, it's great. Haven't seen Broad City yet? Go watch it. Yeah. Um, also, Griffin McElroy plays like a fridge or something. Does he? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Good uh, to see even more. More people. Yeah. Started from the bottom, now we yeah. Go, yeah. You go, McElroy's. Also, like Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are the neighbors. Well, they're main Hollywood. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blake Griffin plays the like big robots at the end. I saw that and I was like, "Huh, Blake Griffin." What? Yeah. Love Blake Griffin. Love Legend and Tegan as well. Hey, 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 cats! Hey, stop kitty cat! Fighting. Oh, cat fighting. fight! Cat fight! Cat, cat fight! They both need to calm down. Drop your mic in there. Maybe you'll hear some, some podcast time. Maybe you'll hear some cat uh, shade being thrown. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. The cast did a perfectly fine job. You'd much rather see them in a live action movie. <laughs> no, I think I think they all did a good job as as voice actors. I have nothing mm-hmm. against it. 
I just think that the movie was really bad. And I'm like, it sucks that all these very talented people were in this really bad movie. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of the bad movie, who directed this? Usually it's multiple directors for... Uh, Michael Rianda. Oh, just one director. Yeah, the same guy who did the the voice of the little guy. Oh, that's great. Um, Well... This is his first big movie. uh, But he's worked on uh, Gravity Falls, the TV show. Okay, do you watch Gravity Falls? No. Or have I you do. seen Gravity Falls? Nope, not once. Neither have I. I hear it's good. I a lot yeah. of people that I trust tell me it's a very fun show. Yeah, I just don't want to watch a cartoon all the time. I understand that. Remember Craig yeah. of the Creek? Uh, Craig Craig of the Creek. Comes every day. Craig, we not scream. People are people are <laughs> resting. Um <laughs> It's like 7 p.m. Yeah, people are still resting, though. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Michael Rianda, the director. What What do you think? What did you think? Um, The direction, I really like. I mean, here's here's my problem. My problem with the movie is I've seen it. I don't know. The amount of times I'm like, hey, a goofy movie. Hey, Onward. Hey, other movie. There, yeah. I just, I felt like I'm just seen this a million times but for what they do it's also a lot of fun there's a a a a lot of fun visual gags that we don't really get in a lot of animated movies now um so it was fun to see that i feel like what are you talking about there's a lot of visual gags in animated movies i feel like i'm thinking mainly like pixar there's not a lot of like cartoony things if that makes sense sure but pixar isn't really trying to be super cartoony in the same way and even like a lego movie there's not well there's a lot of visual gags in the lego there's a movie. lot of visual gags in a lego take movie that back. but all right go back to disney disney animated features there's not a lot of uh cartoony sure but stuff. they also are not going for that like well that's what the these are very different calls for these are very different vibes of of animation. Well, I'm glad you don't to need see this. visual. You don't need visual goofs and love, death, and robots like. But do if, if, don't you? Well, that's not the right children's media. I feel like it would be fun. It'd be fun to see Elsa like you know get hit in the head with an anvil and like shake it off and birds fly around her head. That would be fun, right? But that's not the vibe. Like that's a that's not the vibe of those movies. Like if the vibe of the movies was that, then I would agree. But that's not what they're going for in any way. But like, imagine if they did do that. Imagine if like then it would be a worse movie, probably. Eh, I like my cartoonies. Also, they have like a talking reindeer in that movie. Like, what do you want? Reindeer doesn't talk. It's the snowman. Get it right. The reindeer basically talks. Yeah, he huffs. He huffs and haze. It's the, it's the most animated reindeer I've ever seen in my whole goddamn <laughs> life. You can't tell me you don't know exactly what that reindeer is thinking. All right, you got me there. Well, I, I, I just... What was I saying before we went on that tangent? I don't know. Yeah, I thought the direction was pretty, pretty, pretty cool. What did you think? Yeah, I thought that it was fine. Like, I didn't... I... Nothing really stood out to me as like, oh, this is like very inspired. Like it, it felt very rote and just like, yeah, we're just doing the animated movie thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Did feel very, hey, here's an animated movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's here's the real thick, thick of the podcast. Who who wrote this script? Who, who are the uh, script Michael people? Michael Rianda. And uh, Jeff Rowe. Ooh, all right. What else have they done? Nothing. Oh, this is their first feature? This is like their first feature. Well, good for them. Jeff Rowe doesn't have a bio or anything on Letterboxd. And Michael Rianda is the director and and actor of the guy, so. Mm -hmm. Well, I know you have a lot of issues with the script. I have so so many issues. I'd love to pick your brain on them. Please. What did you think? First off. Um, again, there's a, there are things that feel derivative and I can't tell you how much I'm sick of filmmakers making movies about other 
filmmakers or aspiring filmmakers. I don't. Yeah. Know oh, I'm I'm weird because I like movies. It's like lots of people like movies, man. Like everybody likes movies. <laughs> I promise you can find someone who likes movies. Um, especially in a movie about like techno, like very about technology. Like there are a lot of like just go on Twitter. Like I don't know. Go on Tumblr. You'll find people who like the same shit that you like. It's not that hard. Yeah, but I feel like she wants a, a in-person connection. Sure, so but if thing. you're that's but like if you're lacking that's that, what she's pining. But if you're lacking that, there is other ways to be like, oh, I don't. I'm not actually that weird. I just, I, yeah, I have a yeah. lot of issues with this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, dang, I wish you could have written them down. We could have gone point by point. Um, I can fucking... I, I fucking got it. Don't even worry, bro. <laughs> Don't even worry. Um, but, other hand, like, there are jokes that I think fall flat, but there are also jokes that I died laughing at. Um, they're... All the sincere moments really got to me. The, the last chunk, I felt, you know, was well done. I was I was invested in those characters and I cared. Um, there are moments where I got goosebumps even. Um, but yeah, there's also laziness. There's also like, oh, the road trip, the the road trip with the with the dad who doesn't understand their child, <laughs> and yeah. and is and is a part of the old world. And to understand their child, they need to get a part of the dot net. Yeah. Sony P- Pictures presents. It's very I don't know, which is frustrating, but also I don't know, man. It's cute. <laughs> it it did its thing. It did what it sought out to do. That's my feelings. Cool. What about you? This movie's like so bad in so many ways. Um, where where do you want? Where should we start? Where you, should we start? You, you, you take the take the lead. What's the biggest uh, uh, offense in your opinion? The the whole all of this movie is just like a boomer being like phone bad, screen bad, tree good, family good, phone bad, and that's like a really whack thing to like. It's so out of touch and like the comedy of it is so stuck in 2006. And so it's like, this doesn't play for a modern audience, like modern, like kids nowadays will know that this is old already. It all, like, it feels dated just by how, but like the type of videos that she makes, it's like, that's a, that's a video that I watched in 2006 on YouTube. It's not a video that would get you into film school in 2020. Like, and like, character like it's just kind of it's so simple and it's like not actually saying anything like it's just bad it's just what so do you mean by that it's not really saying anything because I'll, I'll i'll that's a point that i can i can debate everything else i, I more not, or less agree <laughs> like the message of the movie is phone bad family good right I mean, that's what, it's that's what more it's than trying that. To... Spoiler alert for the Mitchells versus the Machines. Now, he he progresses at the end. That's the that's the big climax. Is that he changed? That he is willing to to step out of the past and go into the future. It's not like phone. The movie does say phone bad, but it's not phone evil. It's phone it's, literally evil in this phone movie. Literally I don't know evil. what you're. But I don't know also, what you're talking about. But also, it's not like everyone's phoneless now. People still, the last shot of the movie takes place on FaceTime. Yeah, but like the whole movie, like it so clearly is steeped in this like, like, ah, oh, technology is ruining the world and people are so obsessed with it. I mean, it is, but. <laughs> none of that, but none of that tr- like track, like it's just like you turn off the Wi-Fi and the world falls apart. Like, what are you talking about? No one would do this. Like, and Uh like, I know you're trying to be exaggerate, like exaggerate, like do an exaggeration, but it doesn't play 
especially after a year where all you can do is talk to people on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and it feels so dated in so many ways. Like this, this father who's maybe 50 at the most. Yeah. <laughs> like, How old is Danny McBride? Let's, 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 let's see. Let's just base it off him. 52. What's your guess? He's, uh, he was born in 76. So he's 44. Wow. Well, yeah. the character's old. <laughs> but, like, at most, that character is 50. Yeah. My oldest parent is my mom, who is 50. Mm-hmm. My mom fully understands how technology works, because she, like, was an adult when it became a thing. It's funny. Like, my I don't know if my mother would like me to share her age, but she is above the age of 55. And she... She understands the internet, but also she has moments where she's like, what? What's happening? It's, uh, if I could go on. Yeah, but that's different than. Quickly. Um, we just saw the, the, the new movie uh, Mainstream. Um, and she was talking about it. And we were talking about it afterwards. And she's like, is that the internet now? Is that people? Do people just do this? They just talk and complain and then they get famous. That's the internet now. And I'm like, yeah, more or less. Yeah, but that's very different than someone, like, freaking out because they don't know how to play a video on YouTube. A very simple thing to do. Like, like, Mm -hmm. the ineptitude of this character doesn't make sense. Just based on, like, his daughter is 18. Like, he's, he's not seem like he's that old he i'm like again at most he's 50 Mm -hmm. he would have a general like what does he do for a job like every job requires you to like have a cell phone or use a computer at some point like it just makes no like it makes no sense that this character is so inept because this movie came out in 2020 if this movie had come out in like 2004 then it's like that's that makes a lot more sense because yeah 50 year old in 2004 that's very different than a 50 year old in 2020 yeah who should know all this stuff and has just been a shitty dad and not paid attention to his daughter for for you know 10 years and then like is like well i have to go on this road trip and and do all this stuff to make my daughter love me again. It's like, well, you should have put in, you should have been putting an effort for 10 years. Like when your daughter is like, Hey, I'm making this thing. Do you want to watch it? And you go, no, I want to look at this duck. I hung on the wall instead. It's like, just take a slight interest in the things your daughter is doing Mm -hmm. a minor. Like you don't have to be super. You don't have to become a film critic. Or anything, but like if your daughter likes, if you're, if you want to stay connected to your daughter, who you're very close with as a, as like when she was a child and she starts getting older and developing her own interests, you have to be a really shitty parent to just be like, well, she's changing and I'm not going to do anything. Well, that's his crux. That's his character motivation, man. That's, that's his lesson that he needs to learn. But it just, it doesn't, I don't, I really don't think it works. Like this movie is so out of touch with like what, what is happening and what has happened recently Mm -hmm. and humor wise and like, and, and just like character wise, like it feels very steeped in, in sort of shitty old family values. And it's just like, well, like speaking from for, as someone who like doesn't have a great relationship with my entire family for a movie to be like, no, you shouldn't find people who you consider family. You should just love your family because they're your family. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's bad. Like families can be abusive and shitty and bad. I shouldn't, I'm not, you don't have to love your family just because they're your family. Like, so the message of that is also really I think is, is very misguided and very Mm -hmm. old that it's like, we've moved past this. Like we're, we're like very culturally far past, but you should love your family because they're your family. Like 
so it's just it's just all, all these things stacked on top of each other just i really made this movie not work and i didn't think it was funny i didn't think the bits worked like the best the best bit in the whole movie was when it panned up on that dinosaur and it had that dumb puppet face and it's like that's the best joke in the entire movie and it has nothing to do with anything else that's happening i liked dog pig loaf of bread i enjoyed that <laughs> i'm glad um you you said a lot and i want to go back to i do want to talk upon other things that you said but go back to the time that we're in um i don't know i i think that this movie does do something very or how how do i phrase this i like that the movie says hey put down your phone obviously this movie was made post or pre-coronavirus um and yes, we've all spent a year in these boxes, in these machines, computers, phones, tablets, whatever you have. And I like a movie that says, all right, we did it. It was necessary. It was great. And this is a great tool for the future. But also, you can put it down. It's fine. Now now, now that people are better, we can put it down and look at nature and go out. But that's still the sun. That, the movie is just isn't saying like, look, there is value outside of your phone. It's just saying technology is bad. All technology is bad forever. It's evil. Don't use it. I disagree with that. I feel like the movie is the movie's thesis is, is look at this great adventure you could have with your family outside the of your phone. The villain of the movie is Apple. Like it's yes, not subtle course. in this it's, at all. It's saying very directly the technology that you use every single day is evil. Don't use it. Instead, go on a shitty road trip with your family. I think it's value time with others. That's how I would phrase it. But it's um, not, it doesn't, the movie, I don't think the movie succeeds in, in a comp, in saying anything close to that. I don't think mm-hmm. it does anything that, that leads me to believe that, that like, I'm sure that's what they're intending, but like, I just like, can't, I don't see it in the movie because of all the other bullshit that happens. Like no one changes, like no one changes at the end. Like the dad still doesn't understand how very simple technology things work on the internet. Um, but he's trying de- de- demonstrated by the... the fact, but he should, he should have been trying for 10 years, but well, he's uh, trying now. Okay. Just, I'm just saying it's demonstrated by the fact that like when he's like, Oh, I sent you a friend request on YouTube, which is not a thing you do. Um, he, it's like flashes to him again, having some kind of crazed panic about clicking one button on YouTube. (laughs) It's not difficult to, to subscribe to a channel on YouTube. You literally click one button. That's it. That's all it is. It's not hard in any way. If it was like, oh, I have to figure out how to, you know, juggle doing my taxes and all this other computer like Excel spreadsheet stuff, that's more difficult. But if it's subscribing to a channel on YouTube, like I could go subscribe to any channel on YouTube right now and it would take me about five seconds because you click like it's two, it's max two presses once you're on the on the website. It's it's wild. And like. even the movie doesn't seem to understand how technology works because like at the end when they're on FaceTime, when her head blows up, she says, I'm taking the filters class, which is nothing. That doesn't make sense. You like, what are, what in the world? Like so much is so like, it's so out of touch with how technology works and is useful and has just decided, Oh, technology is bad. Because people stare at their phones all day. But the phone, like Pal at one point, points out all the good things about technology. And that's just sort of shoved away off into the back of like, I've given you access to all the information in the world. And you are able to talk to anybody in the world instantly on your phone right now. And it's like, those are the best parts of technology. That's the most wonderful. Like we aren't, we couldn't do this podcast if that technology didn't exist. We couldn't play D and D 
if that technology didn't exist. But the movie is just like, no, 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 all, all technology is bad. Uh, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna move on from that. Sorry, I, 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 I'm rambling a lot. A lot of this movie, <laughs> I think, just really irked me. I was, rubbed you I, the wrong way. Yeah, it's just so, it feels so boomer of just like, all phones are bad. Spend time with your family. Fuck you. I I hear what you're saying. For I feel like the movie's also like, hey, these tech corporations are evil. And and I feel like the movie and again, I can admit, the movie doesn't succeed. It doesn't stick the landing 100% of the time, but the movie for what I saw is mainly like these corporations are bad. They are they are feeding into a system that that makes your phone addictive, that makes the this technology addictive. I think that's what the movie... It's not saying, hey, your literal glass and plastic phone is bad. It's saying more of these corporations are bad and how it's, they are run and how they are manipulating people, which I don't know. I agree with. <laughs> if, the, if, the, if the bad guy was uh, Eric Andre's character, I would agree with you, but it's not. It's his technology that he created that went rogue. Mm-hmm. And is a phone that is bad, and mm-hmm. saying that it. And so I, I don't think that I understand how you like where you're getting that. But I, the movie so horribly goes like, no, it's the phone that's evil. He's a good dude. He's good. He likes her movies, so he's cool and good. Mm-hmm. Um, but his phone is evil. I uh, wish there so... was a post credit scene of Eric Andre's character. Uh testifying before congress that would have been fun yeah like if if the movie was was actually about evil tech corporations then that would be a very like that the story would be very different i think the the villain would be very different like a lot of this other stuff would be very different but it's one phone that went rogue and that's that that to like is just saying your bad the bad guy is the phone is is phone quite bad. literally the phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I because if it because um, if you know if it was you know a corporate board of of executives, uh, when he gets like dragged into this like secret new factory or whatever, and the door opens and you see this like long board of like people like the same looking white dude in a black suit, uh, and they were like we're doing this, then I would agree with you. I think yeah. Then the movie is trying to say that corporations are bad. But it doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we can get off this point because there's other. You had other things, and it's okay if you retread what you said earlier. What were okay. some of your other issues? It's just out of touch with everything mm-hmm. <laughs> in a in a major way. Um, I don't know. I said a lot of stuff, man. What do you want from me? <laughs> Well, I, mean, I get what you mean. You want me to recall I what I just I said? I don't. Yeah, mission I impossible. For, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, um, family values and how they they uh, talk about that. The movie does say, "Hey, they're your family. You should you should be kind." But also, I feel like they're it, it, the way it says it. That monologue that um, Abby says at the end. Um, to the phone, to Olivia Colman's phone character, the way it was phrased, I thought was very sweet. It was, it was very, yeah, no, they're annoyed, not abusive in her point of view, in her specifically the Mitchells. They're annoyed, but they it values the the happiness that you show, and for good relationships that you have with not just your family with other people. I feel like it's a very valuable monologue and a very sweet and tender thing to, to hear. I, I sort of agree. Like, I think, yeah, like, like you with any person in your life, you like, there is always good and bad aspects, Mm -hmm. you know, no relationship is perfect. No friendship is perfect. No family member is perfect, but because the movie spends the entire time, 
being like, put down your phone so that we can have family time together. And at the end, they do that weird moose call outside of university, which is like, if you were at university and someone did that first day, I would never talk to that person. <laughs> Why not? I would be like, hey, you're a Are cool you person. Kidding me? You don't care what anyone thinks. Yes, this is the person I need in my life. That would like be such a big red flag of just like, oh, you're a very annoying person. I'm out, actually. Thank you. <laughs> ridiculous uh so yeah i don't know i think that i think it's just not that i don't think that i i I just have take a lot of issue with that like family nuclear family values thing Mm -hmm. it's like steeped in a lot of really shitty stuff from from history uh and you know misogyny and capitalism and all these x y and z many different things go into into this like idea of family values um but like my parents got divorced when i was a baby like i don't have a very close relationship with a good lot of my family because of that like very personally i don't feel family values ever i've never super felt like oh yeah i have this like wonderful like all my family's great because they're my family and we're all oh everything's cool because it's like no they're shitty like a lot they've made so many mistakes that have like fucked with my life in very major ways that like are very difficult to move past and and deal with and like they Mm. haven't been dealt with like having conversations like very recently about something that happened when I was a kid and like all these different things that are just like, yeah, I don't agree that you should love your family because you're their family. Like, I think that's, I think that's just a bad message for a lot of people. I think it's, I think it's kind of elitist in a way to be like, um, love your family because they're your family because we all own, we all have two parents and they have two and a half children and a dog and a three bedroom house uh and they all have no problems uh you know but it's like no that's no, a that's very not. very um this sounds condescending but I don't mean it to sound condescending it's a very <laughs> interesting that's a very interesting point i i did think of it like that yeah. um no that is it is kind of elitist what do you what do you what do you phrase it like that? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta re-examine my own biases. Oh uh, sorry. no, no, no. That's that's what uh I'm trying to have all my twenties be like. Great. My years of my twenties. Man, isn't it weird approaching twenty five? It's weird for me. Bro, I'm not I'm uh gonna be a quarter of a century old. My thing is, I already went through my quarter-life crisis last year. I already <laughs> went through that. So, like, I'm happy I already did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still, like, a, a weird thing of, like, dang, a quarter of a century. Yeah, that's a lot. I'm going to turn around and be 50. <laughs> yeah. That was my big thing. I was like, I remember being a kid. I'm going to turn around and be 50 one day. Yeah, dude. Ugh. Life Life moves pretty fast. Uh, if you don't, don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Matthew. Um, man, Ferris Bueller is so good. We should do that one day. I should do Ferris Bueller. Have you seen planes, trains, and, uh, automobiles lately? Not lately. Oh, we watched it for Thanksgiving. Like, redefine what I thought John Hughes was. I like always was like, (laughs) oh, he's good. He's a good filmmaker. That's the... One with John Candy, yes, in the truck, Martin. yes, yeah, yeah. Mess around. Come on, baby. yeah. I saw it when around. I was like twelve or something. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I was, I was like John Hughes is just for preppy white boys, and they like him, <laughs> and I get it. Like I like Home Alone, and I watched Trains, Planes, and Automobiles, and I was like, oh, I need to rewatch everything he's done because, yeah. That like shook me to my core. It was like a perfect movie. Yeah, um, the like the like modern image of John Hughes is is a lot worse than like what 
I think a lot of what John Hughes was doing at the time. Yeah. Like, yes, a lot of his stuff aged horribly. Of course. 16 Candles. (laughs) 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, Breakfast Club. Like, a lot of that stuff is not great. But it is great. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a lot of some of this is really bad. But I get what you're I get what you're doing. He gets the human experience very well. Yeah, he gets that particular like coming of age thing in such a deep way that it is still difficult to think about like, oh, this is bad. Like, this is not a great message to send uh, to people. Uh, But like, I don't know. Yeah, that that still frame at the end of Breakfast Club is like. Amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, what it means. I love The Breakfast Club. Uh, um. Anyway, I don't know what caused that. Oh, yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25. Ugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think... Like, I do agree with you that there... Now that you... When you phrase it like that, that there are totally a lot of people in this world that have so many like horrible things that happened with their family. Yeah. And it is, it is, you know, it's hard to push that, this narrative, but it's also like love stories. It's like rom-coms, like a lot of rom-coms promote horrible relationships, but we still love it because it's sweet. I just think, I I think, specifically because this is like children's media, Mm -hmm. I find it, uh, I find it less excusable because like a rom-com, like, yes, younger, like I was watching rom-coms when I was like 12, 13, that's, and it was not great for how I thought about relationships for a long time, as it is with anyone who watched rom-coms at that age. But those those are movies for a more mature audience who can like understand r- reality versus fiction, yes. yeah that sort of like oh there is like a level of of exaggeration and and storytelling going on here. But with a kid, that's way harder to get across. Mm-hmm. And so if you have like, say you're at a sleepover, you're like eight years old, and you and your friends are like, let's watch the Mitchells versus the machines and your friends all have closer relationships with their families than you do. And you maybe have really bad relationships with your, with your family. And you can't quite put that into phrasing Mm -hmm. and thoughts fully because you're eight. And then you watch this movie and it just beats you over the head with love your family because they are your family. I think that's like I think that's rough as a kid. Yeah, to, no, like, I totally get that. Because I like I have experienced that like mm-hmm. sort of thing of like when I was a kid, not having a great relationship with my family, seeing movies about like oh you should love your family no matter what was really difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like something that that a lot of other like animated movies that like we've talked about on the show have done a really good job of like not doing. Like another Phil Lord and Chris Miller thing produced show produced movie, thing. Spider Verse does a fantastic job of being like, yeah, your family relationships are complicated. Mm-hmm. You can find other people outside of your family who you, you can be closer with. Like Miles has like three parental figures in that, like father figures in that movie. Even more if you count all the other Spider-Men who show up yes, other than yeah. just Peter B. Parker. Mm-hmm. But it's like his uncle, his dad, and Spider-Man. Both Sp- both Peter Parker and Peter B. Parker. You ever just think about how good Spider-Verse is? Spider-Verse is <laughs> fucking incredible. <laughs> Sorry, I just got uh, chills thinking about it. Ooh, wait. Yeah. So like he has three, four plus father figures in this movie. And it does a really good job of being like, yeah, all of these people in your life can be different things for you. You know, you can have your uncle who's like, yeah, let's like explore your creative side. Let's do this. Like, mm-hmm. like, but then you learn that, oh, your uncle is actually 
a criminal who's been trying to kill you. And like, yes, that is also an exaggeration of like real life situations, Mm -hmm. but it's like, yeah, you can have a family member who you are close with. And then you find out that they're actually not a great person. And still, and and still grip, grip, grapple with the fact that you love them dearly. Yeah. Right. Like that is very interesting. And having these other father figures come into your life, you know, during that coming of age moment where you're like, I'm figuring out my own, who I am as a person. And I don't feel comfortable talking to my dad about it. Mm hmm. You have other people come in and be like, hey, like, this is an entire other way to be a person. And Spider-Verse does a great job. And so when I saw that this movie, you know, I didn't want to see a trailer or anything. I just saw mm-hmm. it was like produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Had a fan, like an insane amount of great reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm sure that'll be good. And it very like, yeah, obviously the the title, the Mitchells versus the Machines, I knew it was going to be a family movie. But just because, like, after Lego Movie and Spider-Verse and stuff, like, I was like, yeah, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they know how to make, like, really good sort of, of children's yes. media. Yeah. And this just was not it in mm-hmm. any... I think this was, like, like if this movie varies slightly differently, obviously, but if this movie had come out in, like, 2006, it would probably be remembered as a fantastic film. Yeah. But I think in 2021 this ain't it Mm -hmm. i remember seeing a trailer for this in october 2019 and that was the only thing i saw until you said hey you want to watch mitchell's of the machines and i was like oh yeah Yeah, because you want to you want to do saw but spiral comes out next week so i was like why would we do saw the week before we can just do like because if i can't watch because if i can't do spiral next week then we could do saw next week and then it's like still sort of in the conversation it's true Mm. Mm. i hope yeah i mean i also hope it didn't hit until this week i was like because for the for the longest time i was like sure spiral whatever i love chris rock and then this week i saw a poster and I saw my little <laughs> puppet friend, Billy the Puppet. And I was like, ooh-wee. Ooh, here, here we go. Da-da-da. And then I just got really excited. Yeah. Um, am I going to do all the Saw's movie th- this week? Nah. Who knows? Are um, you? Am I? Am I? There's <laughs> a lot of them. There's, I got to do nine. Yeah? No, eight. This is nine coming up. There's nine Saw movies? Saw, so one, Saw two. Then there's four, there's five. Then six, then seven is the final chapter. Jigsaw's eight, Spiral's nine. Jesus Christ. And they're the most convoluted movies ever. Yeah, you tried, I remember, I think on the podcast maybe you tried to explain it all to me once. (laughs) And I was very confused. (laughs) I love them. Oh, that soundtrack. I seem to remember sitting in my apartment in Queens and you just like running me through the Saw timeline and just being like, this is what's up. Because it was when Jigsaw was coming out. And you were like, here's all the stuff. I think I was like, so you want to see it? And I think you said no after I explained it all. (laughs) That sounds right. Um, But yeah, um... Going back to, yeah, uh, the Mitchells and those machines. Um, also, sorry, a real quick thing about Mitchells and machines. Oh, of course. I don't know if this is what you're about to jump on, but I just thought about it. Please. The whole, please. like, we're different and we're weird is also, like, really cringy and not great, but whatever. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just kind of sick of that trope and, like, I don't know. How do I say this? There are people in this world who who the world thinks is weird for other reasons. And I don't know, movies are movies enough. Yeah. That's that's no one gets beaten down in the street because they like cats, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> right. It's very weird. It's a very like white film. Uh, uh yeah. Like maybe Maya Rudolph's character is biracial. Maybe it's yeah, sort that's of what, unclear. Yeah. She's like a little darker skin than the other people, but it's hard to tell. Uh, 
yeah, it was, it's a very weird take to be like, oh yeah, I'm so weird. No one, no one likes movies, but me, I'm weird. But also I understand every, it's the weird thing. Everyone feels different. There's always that one thing that everyone always feels like an outsider, which I get, but also, also either make, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's, um, I did have a point and I forgot. I'm sorry. I I know you're fine. That's my fault. Um, I'll, I'll take the L. <laughs> um, phones. Like, I don't know. It's nice to step away from your phone. I remember recently, uh, one of my friends, Thomas McGee, he came up to New York. And him and I and Lupita all went to a museum. And I forgot my phone. And we were driving away from the apartment. And Lupita was driving. And she was like, oh, do we need to turn around and get it? And I was like, no, a no phone day? That sounds great. That sounds in a museum nonetheless. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I I feel like I'm the only person who likes that. (laughs) No, I I like having, like, I like having mm -hmm. time away from from that sort of stuff and, and... Like, that's good and healthy to, like, understand this balance. But I also am very aware of, like, I wouldn't get to do a lot of the stuff that I like to do if it wasn't for technology. Yeah. Our podcast would have just full ended when I left. Uh, I wouldn't be able to play Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. Mm -hmm. You know, like especially after this year it's like all i've been able to do is talk to people online yeah like i wouldn't have been able to see my mom this whole time like we would have just not had any conversations Mm -hmm. and it's like a lot of that stuff is like yes it's nice to to step away from it but but i think the take of technology is bad and evil is is too far to one side Mm -hmm. you have to find this like like yes technology can be detrimental to some people in certain situations but it can be very helpful and useful Mm -hmm. in a lot of other situations and sometimes it's okay to like not be on your phone for a bit let's go take a hike or whatever it's like yeah i like doing that Mm -hmm. i you know, I, I just, my mom bought me a bunch of books to read. So I'm like, cool, that can, that's time that I'm just like sitting and reading my book and doing whatever, you know, yeah. even when I go for a run, like I listen to a podcast when I go for a run, but I'm still just like outside. I like go for this walk and run and do all this stuff. And it's just like, yeah, this is nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, Yeah. Because of like, you know, to quote my good friend, Bob Dylan. Please get out of the new world if you can't lend a hand for the times they are a-changing. How'd you like my Bob Dylan? That's <laughs> good, actually. <laughs> um, like, I get that. Like, technology is great. Like, how, how many great things that have happened because of technologies? How many people who have disabilities life are easier now because of technology how like there's great things but also there is just a cold empty void that that technology has that's there and we all see it and we all know it but it's hard to address i like this and ready player one i'd like a lot of this reminded me of ready player one as well um the movie i haven't read the book yeah um because you're and not I, a what was it? It's a book I've seen at Barnes and Nobles. Yes, it's a, <laughs> it's a book it. I've seen at Barnes and Nobles, and that's about it. Um, I I I do hope that one day we do have a piece of media, and I bet there's books, and I bet there's video games and other things. So let me say, movie. I hope there's a movie one day that really grasps that that says we're not saying technology is bad but we all know that there is a cold loneliness that that this plastic and glass thing 
has over us and we can't get rid of it because it's too good. I, I hope one day we see that. I, I, I agree with you mm-hmm. um, to continue challenging your yes shit mm-hmm. uh i think a, a, not all of that sentiment don't get me wrong i uh, in a lot of what you just said i agree with you so i this is also like yes me. of course this is the podcast this is like you know how it's many, a bit of a do you know how many times <laughs> i've done this and just completely disagreed with myself i'm just like yeah. well we have 30 minutes yeah um <laughs> I think that sentiment is uh, uh, sort of privileged in a way. Okay. Mm-hmm. We live lives that, that you know, we have, we have some people around us that we can spend that time with, that we can do those sorts of things. Like, I don't know. I think, I think it's, I think it's, it's a blanket statement like that, like that can be a little messy. Mm-hmm. It's just like this is just my thought process. I'm not saying this is true or accurate or whatever. Of course, I'm just like course. thinking, thinking through it. I'm thinking out loud. <laughs> See, your Bob Dylan was better than your Ed. Yeah, Sheeran. I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. Man. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I just think it's like a lot of people like with with different. Um. Like, what is the word I'm looking for? Conditions? Mm-hmm. Maybe is the word? That might not be the right word. Uh, find it, a, like, way more difficult to connect with people in real life. Mm-hmm. You know? A lot of autistic people, they, like, there's a lot of comfort in, like, in screens and stuff. There's a lot of, like, that's how they feel, like, they're able to communicate and... Same with like, obviously like, a like the deaf community. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier. Like I'm some I I really want to learn ASL. I think that's like a thing that that just means something to me, yes. uh, and I'm very interested in doing it. It's just like it was difficult to do this past year, so I'm not. I haven't done it. Oh, um, of course, of course. But like, it means that like people who don't speak any sort of sign language can still have a full conversation with a deaf person mm-hmm. right like because yes. i can just type it and they can read it mm-hmm. or there or or there are some like you can translate with different people like if you're mm-hmm. traveling like it's way easy like there's so many different things that that in so many different aspects that that you know saying all this stuff about technology, I think is, is not, I don't, I, I think my biggest problem, maybe not my biggest, I think a problem that I, that I have with this movie is that it's just not thought through fully mm-hmm. because it doesn't, it, it is so simple of just like, yeah, family is good. Technology is bad and evil, but it doesn't like think through that in a, in a meaningful way. I think okay. is where I'm trying to get to. Does that make sense? No, that was completely. a lot of me fully like thought train, just saying all the words as they come uh-huh. things. That was not pre thought out in any way. But yes. Like no, I moment. totally, I totally understand where you're, where you're coming from. Um, yeah. Let's see a movie that tackles the bad things about the internet and, and, and technology in a, in a better light or or if it's, anyone has any recommendations for us that you think i robot i haven't seen it recently does yeah. that do it well <laughs> um i mean what is that movie no that's not that's not talking about the same sort of stuff i was thinking and, about leave no trace mm-hmm. but that's talking about other stuff that's not a technology thing and i think one thing that i think a lot of people would say is black mirror with that yeah black mirror does a great job of showing hey technology is bad but also is good Mm -hmm. i think black mirror does a fantastic job not with all their episodes 
some of their episodes are just like, <laughs> but a good chunk of their episodes <laughs> are actually. <laughs> but the thing is, that's true. Some of, the, yeah. some of the episodes might as well end with. <laughs> yeah, like that's kind of a good chunk of Black Mirror. But a lot of it is also very good. I think Love, Death and Robots does a really good job as well mm-hmm. of showing of showing different side, different aspects of technology. Um, again, not in all their episodes, but not all the episodes are like about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it may be if the Mitchells versus the Machines was a show that could have delved into it more. Maybe that's the thing. It was just limited to a two-hour structure that you had I, to... I don't know. Because for another issue that I had that I should have mentioned during writing is that it felt very, here's 15 minutes of jokes, here's five minutes of, of, of you know, caring. Of yeah. Sentimentality. Here's yeah. ten minutes of jokes, and now here's eight minutes of 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 feelings and feels. It yeah. felt very much like boop 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 boop. boop. Yeah, it did. If it just had but more th- time to flesh out things, maybe all all of these issues would have been uh, been addressed and dealt with. But I think, but we've seen nuanced children's movies. It's true that talk about a lot of stuff. So I I don't know. I don't know if that's the. Mm-hmm. Just maybe the filmmakers and the writers just took too big of a bite of that of that creative yeah, apple. Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, but yeah, you got any other thoughts? No, <laughs> I'm all I'm all thought out. You're all thought out. I I thought yeah. the movie was fine. I a lot of your points made me really think about the film. It's still a sweet movie. It looks great. It does um, look great. I really liked the animation. Yeah, but yeah, no, a lot of a lot of points have been made that that you should consider uh, while watching yeah. the movie. And, and don't yeah. you worry. On Tuesday, when we play D anD I'm sure Ben is going to roast Justin and Lupita, who both apparently very much liked this movie. <laughs> Did Ben really hate it? Ben, I think, liked it less than I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or around the same. Yeah. At the at the most. Yeah. But a lot of the reviews were like, this is like one of the best movies of 2021. It's so witty and funny and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, that's... There was not an ounce of wit in this entire film. <laughs> I don't know about that. See, you got me. You had me. And then I was like, well... Okay. Dog was pretty uh, well, funny. <laughs> dog was stupid uh my name is sam bandigan and i am andrew thomas you can find the podcast all over the place at welcome back pod you can join lennox studios in producing the show over on our patreon patreon.com slash welcome back pod yeah 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 for as little as five bucks a month you get a bonus episode every single month this last one was like weird but it was just us vibing for an hour i liked it i I was andrew had a good time i I was stressed yeah uh but if you got five bucks a month you can join our patreon uh it would mean the world to us that's a great way to support the show uh if you don't got the money we totally understand we are still in a pandemic where this patreon has existed uh so we get it we also don't have any money um so if you uh still want to support the show you can review us on all the different things like us on all the different things follow us on on the things subscribe all the all the internet things you can do, all the technology based things that you can do <laughs> to support the show, uh, and uh, you can also do well, the goof here. that Andrew's listen, about to do. Listen here, folks. I I I agree with the movie. Technology's bad. Throw away your phone. But hey, listen, listen, listen. You can stream on a computer. <laughs> That's not, that's different. So you you're, know. hold on. So you're saying get rid of your phone, but keep your computer exactly. a more powerful by, device. By, by, is your, is your, yeah, a more powerful device. Exactly. Listen to us. Tell your friends. Not, don't send any links anywhere. Send, you know, like, say it verbally. Say, you know, send a direct message, but with your mouth <laughs> to your other friends. DM me with your breath. <laughs> DM bro. me with your breath, bro. Uh, <laughs> Uh yeah, tell your friends and you know if if people liked it, tell tell them to talk to Sam. Sam has some thoughts. Sam yeah, what's has up? some thoughts. 
and he wants to share it with you. So tell your friends. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, I'm waiting on that breath DM any, oh, any fucking day. Here you go. What would, <sighs> hold on. How would sliding sliding into breath DMs sound so much grosser? <laughs> That's what it would sound like. 